This is episode 11 of the Everything Arts Podcast, Theater Ghosts, Part 1. Welcome into the Everything Arts Podcast, Episode 11, Theater Ghosts, Part 1. I'll be joined today by Tony King, Gunnar Hartley, and Evan Hartley. We talked about this episode for quite a while on the on the podcast, and we've been wanting to do it, and we decided that we were going to do a video cast, which was performed, but this is the audio version of that. And once again, we just kept on talking and had a lot of fun, and it's just too much content. I have a hard time cutting stuff, so... I decided to, once again, split it into two parts. So this is episode 11, part one, and we thought it would be a good idea to release these in October since we're talking about ghosts and haunted theaters and stuff like that. So I hope you enjoy it. Now, I do want to say something real quick about the audio quality of this because it's going to be a little bit different because we did a video cast of this. You're going to hear a little bit of the uh, room ambiance in the audio, so don't let that scare you off. Most of the time, you're going to be hearing what you hear now, but it almost, but it's got that conference room kind of sound to it, and I actually kind of like it because it's in a theater. We were on the stage. We set up a table, and if you get an opportunity to watch the video, as this is going to be released first, the video will not be available on YouTube yet. I'm having some struggles with some of the stuff, so I'm, I'm having to figure out exactly how to get certain things working, but be looking for the video. It will be on YouTube. It will be titled something very similar to this, also the Everything Arts Podcast. And I'll, we've also got an announcement that uh, we do at the beginning of the podcast, too. So be listening for that. Very excited about a new podcast that's coming with Tony King and I uh, hosting one together called Q1 Go, The Theater Show. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. I think we mentioned it in the audio here you're about to hear right up front. And I will tell you more about it at the end after we... Uh, conclude this episode. So for right now, here's the Everything Arts Podcast, Episode 11, Theater Ghosts, with Tony King, Gunnar Hartley, Evan Hartley, and myself. Here we go. I'm going to see just exactly how long it's going to take me to take this coat off. I know, because I'm hot. And then the shirt... And then these pants. <laughs> we have pants. a curtain. They can't it's like see. an episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza goes to the bathroom wearing like a coat and he comes back with his sleeves rolled up and his coat off. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what happened in the bathroom. No, but no, I don't want to know. Okay, all right, so we're starting. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, we already have some stuff for outtakes. Cool. <laughs> um, so we're doing this video cast that we're going to release on YouTube. And. Because I have so much interest in doing theatrical arts, are you laughing at me? <laughs> She's making faces. It's Tony. Come on. You just got to... Uh, this is going to be... Oh, well, th- I'll tell you, you're going to get used to a lot of Tony laughing at me because <laughs> we're starting a brand new theatrical podcast. So I want anybody who's watching this or listening to this on the audio version to be looking out for it. And it's going to... You want to go ahead and do the name? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be called Q1 Go, the theater <laughs> show. Yes. Oh, I like it because it rhymes. Oh man, sweet. I gotta <laughs> I give props to Tony. Tony came up with that name. Huh? Bumper stickers, shirts, oh, bump, the whole shirts, deal. Sh- you know, we're gonna have go coffee mugs. The theater show. I, I actually had my everything arts coffee mugs, and nobody cared. So we're what? going to see. No, nobody ever went to the website. So, uh, but I go to the website. <laughs> I did too. I didn't, I'm actually reading your ebook right now. Oh, are you? Oh, cool. It's pretty cool. Speaking of the ebook, oh, thank you for mentioning segue. that before we get started on this. I, I made my ebook. If anybody listens to this and has listened to past episodes, I have an ebook called the. Um, what is it called? <laughs> Act, like Act like you, you want, want to. A theater guide for beginners. <laughs> Boom. Michael Blackston. Act like you want to. A theatrical guide for beginners, <clears throat> and it's for people who've never done theater before and think they might want to get started. 
you know, kind of at the community level. If they want to. If, if they, they want, want to. to. <laughs> if they want to. And I had it on Amazon.com for like $4.99 or something like that, but I decided it would be better to make it free. So I put it on the website in PDF form. So you can go to MyEverythingArts.com and download it for free on the website. And um, tell me what you think. I'd like to know, especially for people who do theater, I'd like to know if you agree with me on some of the things that I said because all of this was just in a Dunkin' Donuts. I wrote it all out and everything was... Like in one fell swoop. Well, I went to the Dunkin' Donuts a lot. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> but anyway, here's what this is going to be. This is the Theatrical Ghost Podcast that we've talked about a whole lot. I don't even say podcast anymore. Show... Because this is going, this uh, this video version is going to be on YouTube. So we're going to talk about theater ghosts today. I have mine, and I think everybody else has kind of done a little research. And so we're going to we're going to talk about since this will be released in October, we're going to be talking about theater ghosts around the country, around Get the off world. Facebook. And I even have a couple of uh, little yeah, things, or at least one, on to talk about Facebook. locally here in Georgia. Gunner, so. I don't like the fact that you have a have a have a computer because there's really no telling what exactly. I can see the reflection in your glasses. Never mind, I will we, watch you. We are we <laughs> are going to the history shit. of literature here. I have my notes handwritten. Tony has her notes printed, and I have mine he that has someone his old wrote for laptop, me. And you'll be using what? Nothing. I thought you said you had your phone. I have my phone, yeah. Okay, I'll, he's going to be phone. using the phone. I got my phone just to... So we're running the gamut of, of literature here, and we have printed books. I don't, I don't know if anybody has ever... What's that? ...seen one of those here lately, but uh, it's actually it's a thing that we you can you can hold it in your hand, and it has words printed on paper. I love them. So I do, too. I, I like to read books. I do. actual books. I, I do, too. I like, I like the actual hardcover. Yeah, I just recently bought a book because yeah. I was like, I can get it for like an e-version, but I was like, no. I yeah. want to actually have, if I'm going to read something, I want to yeah. read I'm it. I'm the same way. Kudos well, to you on that. I read in the bathtub. I read everywhere else, but not in the bathtub. I lo- that's where I like to read because I like to lay in the bathtub. No. Elva. <laughs> Waterproof pages for books so you can read in the shower or something. Lamp- you gotta go ahead and say copyright 2014 because if somebody Patent hears that. Thing, it's not a thing well, yet. Whatever. Yeah. You could just scotch guard your pages. You never wet. Never wet. I love that stuff. Never wet. Oh, I do like you. Neverwet.com. You better go get that right now. Never wet. <laughs> I like it because I like to read it in the tub, though, instead of putting it on like an iPad or Kindle. Because if I drop this book in the tub, it may go, and you know, then you have even a bigger book. You got a bigger book, but with an iPad, then your 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 wallet is you are um thinner. Yeah. So your wallet at that point is just wishing you bought a book. <laughs> it's like I wish it was just a book. Let's start the show. Let's start the show. <laughs> okay. So the first thing that we need to do. Is uh, introduce, introduce ourselves. ourselves. Mike Blackston is my name, and I am the host of the Everything Arts podcast. My name is Tony King, and I'm beside Michael Blackston. <laughs> and I am super, super excited to be doing this podcast in particular because I think spooky stories are really, really fun. And so pair spooky stories with theaters, which is my most favorite thing in the world. So I'm super excited to be here. Yay! I'm excited about this because I can't wait to find out exactly how freaked out Tony has gotten after this episode because freaky things freak Tony out. Yeah, I'm very susceptible to making myself think things are worse than they are after I hear scary stories or I watch scary movies. So That's why I'm not allowed on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so with, on either side of me and Tony, uh, we really wanted to get creepy with this episode, and twins are creepy, so we <laughs> yeah, have twins are. with us. Yes. Thank God we're not dressed as clowns. You know, that's oh, oh, you know you I would not. I would leave. Every business meeting, you're not prepared until you bring a good set of twins. You that's know, right. Like, you just need some it's twins. Like if you're pitching an idea, twins. I'm telling <laughs> you. Right. So who goes first? Introduce yourself. Well, I was born first, first, so I'll yes. tell you. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Gunnar Hartley. I've done several of these with them before and this is I just enjoy it. I'm I'm here to talk about ghosts and I'm here to have a good time. It's my off days. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yay for off days. Yeah, don't um, ever get them anymore. He's not on Facebook, is he? No, he's okay. not. He's All being right. very professional. Uh, okay, okay. I'm ready to good. go. I got one. Hey, I'm not, I got I Make don't sure have one about that, but I did. <laughs> this one I'm pretty sure Michael already knows about. Where is it? What is this site cuz it looks They're oh, taking a selfie. I was going to yeah. say it sounds exactly webcam. like this. This is an aside. Evan. Yo. Uh, my name is Evan. Um, where's the camera? There it is. Hey. The, um, uh, this is my second podcast. I did the Accents podcast, uh, about a month ago, give or take. Two months ago. I've tried to forget. I forgot. It was, it was before you tried and I opened. did. <laughs> um, no, I love October. October is like one of my favorite months. Yeah. It's when the weather changes, get all that candy, then you get Thanksgiving, yeah, then, then you get Christmas. Too. So technically, October through December. And I love Halloween. Like, it is my favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. So, ghosts and theater. I am, I am on board for this. Mm-hmm. So, hoorah. It was a perfect connection here to, to do uh, a video podcast because we've been talking about this for a couple of different episodes that we were going to do this, and so we're excited. Um, so let's talk about theater ghosts. Who wants to go first? I think you should. You think I should go first? Mm-hmm. Well... Tony gave me this book, and I guess since I, I took three out of the four that I wrote down, whether we'll get to all four of mine, I don't know, but because I took the first three out of the four from this book, I thought it would be prudent to give a credit to this book Sure. on there. Uh, this book is called Haunted Theaters, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it up, but I, we've only got this wide-angle shot of the table here, so I don't really think you're going to be able to see a whole lot, but it's called Haunted Theaters, Playhouse Phantoms, Opera House Horrors, and Backstage Banshees. Retold by Tom Ogden, and it was really cool. I, once I started into it, I couldn't put it down. I did read it in the bathtub, but uh, I didn't drop it, as you can see. I didn't drop yes. it in the tub, although there were a couple of times where it was just, whoa, mm-hmm. and uh, I came close. But it's got some really cool ones. It's got some around the country. It's got some in Canada and then some around the rest of the world, and so it has a lot of interesting. And the, the good thing about what Tom... Ogden does in this book is he doesn't just give you the history of the ghost, but he gives you the history of the theater. He gives you a, a lot of good history, a lot of information mm-hmm. there, and it's each one is a is a neat little story to tell. So the first one that I found, I fall in love easily. I fall in love with the starlet of every movie that I go see. And I fell in love with the Ziegfeld girl when I read this story. I was just like, oh, I wanted to I want to help her. And this is the story of the Ziegville girl. It's the ghost of the New Amsterdam Theater, and I want to say it's in New York. I meant to look and see. You can look up the New Amsterdam Theater and Olive Thomas, and it'll probably uh, show you exactly what city. But I want to say it's New York. But the Ziegville girl is what they call this ghost. And back in the early 1900s, Olive Thomas was, she ended up being in a movie called The Flapper, which was the first use of the term The Flapper in the early 1900s. And she was just this beautiful girl. I think she won Best Young Beautiful Woman in New York City or something. And she caught the attention of Ziegfeld for the Ziegfeld Follies. So he hires her on and 
she goes for a long time being one of the Ziegfeld girls and the vaudeville circuit and everything. Apparently, you know, you, know, you, you want to think of the 19, early 1900s as being this innocent time, and no. <laughs> Especially turn of the century. Turn of the century, the gangster times and the, the you know, this high city life. You just, it's amazing the stuff that went on. Well, she, apparently the Amsterdam Theater, and I don't, I don't know now if they still use it. It probably says so here in the book, but there was a a theater on the rooftop of the, of the New Amsterdam Theater, and they call it the Aerial Gardens. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. You, you read this book anyway. <laughs> yeah. so the thing about the Aerial Gardens is that was kind of a private theater, and they would hold risque shows up there. And so the girls would have a lot less clothes, and some of them not clothed fully. And so I guess the really, if you really had the right kind of money or influence, you could go up to the Aerial Gardens and see a show there that was something that was very risque. And on top of that is the floor of the theater was glass and see-through mm. so that the men downstairs could look up through the ceiling as the girls were doing the theater stuff and look up their skirts. So classy. Wasn't they classy? It's they were classy. Sharks, you know, filled with water. And just, <laughs> Boy, have times changed. That's not classy anymore. No. So this is what happened. She ended up becoming one of the girls for the aerial gardens, and she went up there, and she became very popular. Several gentlemen tried to woo her and gave her fancy clothes and cars and stuff like that, but she ended up marrying movie actor Jack Pickford. They fell in love, but they also fell into drugs and alcohol, and they had a really, really rough life, and they decided to take a, uh, a trip to the Hotel Ritz in Paris in August of 1920. While they were I guess they were both strung out, and he was on all kinds of medication, and he was taking some sort of magic medication, uh, merc mercurily, mer <laughs> mercury, mercury bichloride. That is not how I was going to say that first part. <laughs> There's no T in between the eyes. It's, it's a good thing you stopped me, because I could have offended somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's mercury bichloride. Okay, what happened was they, what happened was they were all... <laughs> getting strung out and drunk, and she was trying to find another fix. And she saw this blue bottle, and she smelled it, and she could smell some alcohol and type stuff in it, so she just turned it up. And it was mercury bichloride, and it ended up poisoning her. She realized it immediately, and they took her and rushed her to the emergency room, but she didn't make it. She died. Did it say what that's for anyway? Like It probably did, but... I didn't put that in my notes. Well, I just was curious. No, wonder why got, I was as soon as you asked the question, alcohol. you had Gunner and I acting as IT at this point. I don't have internet. Do I don't even want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are both. It yeah. is in New York, by the way. Oh. It is. Okay. Well, as, soon, as soon as you said where it was, I Googled it. I'm just going to look and I saw you go. Yeah, I may not contribute much with stories, but I'll be able to give a little bit more info if there's something that you don't know what's going on. But. It's what is it? No, keep going. I'll, that's, that's, I'll Google okay. the bichloride So, stuff. thank you, Evan. He he did uh, verify that the New Amsterdam Theater, like I said, is in New York City. So, uh, and uh, I think it's still there today. But she died. And so, now, the New Amsterdam Theater, or I guess, like I said, I guess it's still in operation. After she died for years, and I guess up until now, she's been who they say is haunting the theater. The main thing that I noticed from this is that she does not like change. They said any time that she changes things, she'll blow out lights, um, walls will shake, things like Ooh. that. So they do not, she does not like change. So she is one of the more violent ghosts. I would, you know, I feel sorry for her, but at the same time, mean woman. Well, she was kind of a, a strong personality when she was alive anyway. She was, she was. She was very strong-willed and, 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 you know, had a strong spirit. So, in, in fact... What they do now to try to keep her appeased is they have a portrait of Olive Thomas backstage and they greet her as they go by. Mm. Oh. And so I, I, I really, 
I liked that. That's I just, fun, you know, right? I, I love history and I love that time. I always think sometimes maybe that's the time that I should have been. Of course, I wouldn't have wanted to be around here in the 1920s. You know, I don't care for dust too much. But, <laughs> but I would have liked to have been in New York 1920s or Chicago or something like that. And in in this theater scene and I can relate with the uh, the her being hesitant to change. Mm-hmm. Like if I like come into my room and somebody were to like screw up the wallpaper, I flip. It's just, it's not comfortable. It's something you don't, especially there. I mean, honestly, if she's floating around the theater and something that changes, I'd be a little mad too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You I get mean, used shoot. to things. Yeah. So that, that, that would be kind of cool that you, you know, and I don't know that anybody has ever actually seen her. I would have to read the story again. And again, I suggest anybody that reads this it's, it's, that is interested further, just go pick up the book, Haunted Theaters by Tom Ogden, and you can read the whole thing. But so I don't know if anybody's actually seen them. The thing I've, I've noticed about some of these, sometimes you they will materialize. Sometimes there will be people will say that they're an orb of light. Sometimes yeah. they'll materialize as a person. Sometimes you won't see them at all. They'll feel something or a draft or the mm-hmm. mysterious cold breeze. But that was my first one, the Ziegfeld Girl. Going to uh, real quick before we we, we jump, going to mercury mer- that that word mercury, mercury yeah, chloride. It's actually it was um, at one time used to treat syphilis, but they do not use it anymore because of mercury toxicity. That was what I un- uncovered there. Uh-huh. So apparently it was for syphilis, which means what type of lifestyle did she lead? I don't know. Well, it was there with the party people. Oh, so. what li- what party lifestyle did they lead? Well, uh, yeah, probably everybody a party knows. style, if I had to yes. guess. Wow, yeah. Ben Franklin everybody. had syphilis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on the hundred, so. <laughs> that, that's oh a whole goodness. new story. <laughs> that, that's, that is actually a backstory between me and Tony oh, from The no. Crucible. Okay, who wants to go next? I want to hear about somebody else's. Would you like to go? Yeah, uh, okay. I don't want to. I'm going to steal your thunder. I don't know if you have one for this, but uh, I'm going to talk about well, it. Well, if any of us have it, we can just and chime I, want, in. I don't know how true yeah. this is, so you might know more about it, and you might be able to shed in some information. Okay. It's the uh, the Palais Grenier Theater in Ooh. Paris. Say that again. I don't know if I'm saying it right. The Palais Grenier. Garnier. Oh, oh the Garnier. The, the Garnier the, is yeah. where the, the Phantom the is Where the Phantom is based. Based yes. on, yeah. Yes. No, you're not you, stealing my thunder. I have a Phantom of the Opera thing, but it is not that. Okay. This one is the. This one is talking about, you know, it says in the early 20th century, mysterious apartment, and by some accounts, a male corpse were found in the opera theater. And how do you say it? Garnier is, I believe, how you say that. Okay, how do you mm-hmm. say the first part? Say it again. It's like P-A-L-A-I-S. Is it, is it Palais? Palais Garnier? Probably Palais. Palais, Palais Garnier. It's Palais got the, Garnier. It sounds yeah, like okay. a fancy Inspired fruit. the 1910 novel that turned into a silent film in the smash Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Phantom of the Opera. The theater, which has been renovated several times since the 19th century, acquired a reputation for lavish productions and sets, but curiously, although the well-known Phantom has brought the Paris opera worldwide fame, there are no serious phantom sightings on record. Now, it yeah. did say a chandelier did fall in, in 1896, killing a construction worker and supplying the famous scene in the novel. But the theater does have a resident ghost and an older woman who committed suicide in the 19th century and is said to roam the streets outside the opera house searching for the man who jilted her. But it's not the actual phantom. It's just a resident ghost that lives in the theater that the phantom of the opera is based on. Cool. So there's that. And I didn't know about the chandelier. I thought that was just for literature. I sake. didn't realize that either. So it, it did fall in 1896, I I killing a construction heard. worker who was probably I'm, putting it up at the time. I like think I might have heard. I mean, well, the thing is, because I always saw it, and I think I might have asked um, around some of uh, Ryan's uh, theater folk, was that I was wondering where the idea for the chandelier in the, in the movie, which was also in the book, I was wondering where that came from. I think he might have said something similar to that. I do not know. But 
I just thought somebody just ripped it down. I didn't know if it was just, you know, it was more likely just an accident when they were trying to put because it up. Because those things are heavy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I do know that there, there, there are several aspects. There's a kernel of truth in a lot of the things that Gaston LaRoe put in that novel. In fact, you know, there is a reservoir under the theater. Mm -hmm. There is a lake under the theater. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as vast, I don't think, as it would seem to be portrayed, you would think, in, in the show or the book. But there is a reservoir under there. And I believe, you know, there are some people who, who say that there was a phantom, that there was a, there was a person there that this was taken from. There's a legend there somewhere. And I think that they found down in the lake at one point a skeleton, some remains of a person. Oh, wow. And uh, you can look that up, but I believe that's true. Because I, I have a book called The Complete Phantom of the Opera, and it actually gives a history of, of Garnier and the guy who, he's the architect that built the theater. And it tells you all of that stuff and where Gaston LaRoe got a lot of his ideas. So I think they, some people think that the skeleton or the remains that they found down there, there might have been cool. the phantom, you know, and stuff like that. So that, yeah, yeah, no. I, I love, I really want to visit that as a beautiful place. Yeah, I do too. The, uh, the Grand Staircase from the musical was designed to represent the Grand Staircase in the, in the Garnier. It's fabulous. Look at pictures of it. It just blows your mind. So yeah. I can't imagine what it looks like in person. Absolutely. Oh, oh beauty. The Everything Arts Podcast going to Paris. <laughs> For work. We love it. Well, piggybacking on the idea of, of uh, a lake below the theater, the folks that have listened to the Everything Arts podcast when we did the Superstitions episode probably heard me talk about the resident ghost at my alma mater, Brown University. Um, there, there is a beautiful, beautiful theater called Pierce Auditorium, and they, these guys have actually been there. They went on a field trip with me to take some children this summer to see it. Um, but the reason I'm talking about that is because the resident ghost there is called Agnes, and the story about Agnes, in case you didn't hear that podcast, is that she was a student at the college or university, whatever it was, when she was there, and there are a bunch of different versions of the story involving Agnes, but they all end up with Agnes killing herself in some way, whether it be um, hanging in her room or hanging from the rafters on the stage or um, from the diving board of a swimming pool that was supposed to be underneath the auditorium. I'm going to talk like this. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> do you going, need to move your mic back? I think so. I'll hold it for a second, and then I'll do it when y'all are talking. Okay. Anyway, so... I came across an article that was published maybe a couple of years ago online and it was talking about the history of Agnes and they interviewed several people that had lived above the auditorium when they were students there and um, several of them were saying, you know, oh, it's a fun story, I like it, but it didn't really happen, there was never really a pool under the theater or any of this kind of stuff. And you know how you can comment on stories online, this one had a comment, a long comment at the bottom that said, yes, I was a student there, and I think it said 82. And the girl said, uh, there was a pool there because myself and fellow students and even teachers walk past it every day as a shortcut to get from one side of the campus to the other. So, yes, there was a pool there. And in the article, they shared this picture, and I'm going to show you guys, and then we'll put it up where they yeah, can we'll see it. Yeah, we'll do some footage on that. Um, there is a, a, series, a series of pictures, but there are two in particular of the auditorium stage where they're getting ready for a dance production show and the stage manager is bent down 
You'll see it on your screen, and it looks like she's doing some spike tape or marking a place for the speaker or whatnot. And uh, then another photo is taken immediately afterwards. And these photos were taken in 2012. The first one shows just the stage manager down there alone. The next one, a few seconds afterwards, shows Agnes appearing there in her flowing white gown in front of the stage manager. And the other picture on there is Agnes Galloway. That's her sorority picture. Um, a lot of people have said that the person that is in that picture is not the correct Agnes, but I think most people that believe in her ghost think that is her. Uh, but I just thought that was really cool to add into the conversation because I did not know a picture existed of her. Yeah. And I think that's really fun to to see an apparition that is, you know, not just a, a orb floating around that right. so many people seem to, to see. So I just thought that was interesting and cool and just I piggybacking on the, the story of the lake below the I phantoms. can say whoever took that photo, they probably, and if they wanted to, I don't know if they did, but if they wanted to give up photography at that point, <laughs> you're not getting a better picture, really, at the end. It's like, I caught a ghost. Okay? I know. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a woman standing there looking down at her. And to me, it looks like this woman is looking down, working, working, and then she realizes something is there and looks up. That's what yeah. it looks like to me. And that's a big theater, too. So, like, even, and you said it was taken, like, right after, even if, let's just... Benefit of the doubt here. She wanted to come off a of stage right or stage left. It would still take her a long time to get there unless she was sprinting. And by that time, I'm sure she would have. Well, she obviously didn't sprint. Ghosts don't have legs. I mean, you know this. <laughs> Some on, of them have legs. They just don't think, I don't think they walk like. You know, if you're a ghost, you don't, don't touch anything. Don't I mean, this is just my, my knowledge of ghosts it does not go too far. I think they just phase through the stage, wouldn't they? It's like, I'm going to touch it and fall through. Float. Ghosts float. <laughs> But, but you could use legs <clears throat> if you wanted to. Well, look, I don't have like I said, legs I don't have that option. If we're, I'm gonna. <laughs> I actually <laughs> did find um, one, and this is one of my go-to as far as ghost stories. Because, like I said, I did not necessarily come ridiculously prepared, <laughs> but I do know about the Theater Royale in um, London. Mm-hmm. And um, I was I was reading this. And this is just like I said, I did not write notes. This is literally what? just off a website. We were talking about people who have sighted any other ghosts. Do you have yeah. this one, Gunner? Yeah, yeah, it's the, uh, the theater man in gray? Drury Lane. Drury Lane. It's actually Drury what they call Lane. it, the Drury Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Man in Gray. Do you have y'all heard that one? I yeah. saw that one, but That's I didn't. Actually- in this book, I haven't, I haven't okay. read that Okay, well, no, I'll just go ahead and give you the gist of it. We were talking, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna give, the theater was dated back to 1663, which is the oldest still in use theater in London. It's, it's on the West End. We were talking about people who were had a sense to, uh, to cite them. And a lot of the people say, um, the man in gray is the name of it. And literally what he is, is he just wears, um, he dressed in the 18th century. He wears a tricorn hat and he has a powdered wig underneath it. And he's always seen, he, he was killed, he was killed in the fourth row of, um, the theater and his remains were found with a knife nearby under it. That's what people believe is what happened. And every time you see him, they're always in the, um, he's always circling the fourth row. Well, he's in the fourth row of the upper circle between the hours of 10 and 6. And he walks along the row seats and through the wall. And then when they refurbished the theater, a lot of people hadn't actually seen him. But when people mentioned, they said they had mentioned in the 1840s that they had seen him around, that they actually figured out, well, hey, because that's when they were renovating the theater, they found his remains. And that's when they figured out, hey, this guy probably is what we were seeing. And that's what you were talking about. And it's not like an in-depth ghost story, but it's just, you know, the, the Jury Lane Theater. They had, um, 
we were talking about if they had seen any of their ghosts, and this would actually be one where people have actually sighted him right. to the point where they were able to talk about it and see what they saw. But, um, I mean, the last <coughs> sighting of the guy, I'm going to scroll down, was the last sighting of the man in gray, let me see if I can find it, right here, was in 1974. And you say they renovated the theater since then, they haven't seen him? No, they renovated the theater in the, um, in 1880. Oh, well. And then they, that's when they found the remains. Oh, but okay. But they still, but the thing is, he avoids, uh, he avoids, uh, shows that are what they call flops or duds. So I guess the guy was like, you know, one of those stuff shirts. Like, I want a good show. You know, that guy. <laughs> but, uh, fun fact on that theater in, uh, December of 2012, they, Put on a three-week presentation of Shrek the Musical. Yes, so. I'll bet he wasn't there for that. I bet you he was not. <laughs> well, another fun fact about that—that that happens to be the one in this book that is titled "The Most Haunted Theater in the World." That was actually the beginning line of this article. It is considered <laughs> the most haunted because not only is the man in gray, but it is also they say it is haunted by the. It says there's the bad-tempered spirit of actor Charles Macklin, mm -hmm. who killed a fellow cast member. And the comforting, guiding hands of the great clown Joseph Grimaldi. Yep, I'm reading then that. Then too, there are the specters of the famed actors Dan Leno and Charles Keene. Yeah, they called the uh, they called the uh, the the clown guy was it or the helping hand ghost? The helping hand ghost. Yep, I call it Pennywise. Pennywise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were talking about the um, the two. Uh, was it the? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was making sure, because, no, they were, I was just trying to see if they had any other ones out of that theater. But a lot of, um, judging by that article I was reading, there's a there's a ton Ooh, oh, yeah. of, of oh, yeah. ghosts to come out of that theater. <laughs> well, Tony, uh, I don't know, I and mean, this is this could just be the, uh, the the iPhone, but it says window.brunow.edu is the website. Yeah, window is the name of the magazine, so. So what I wanted to do before we got to you talking about whatever it was you were talking about before we had to stop <laughs> for a second. Drury Lane is Drury Lane, ended okay. on. Um, what, are we, we going back to that? No, we're going. No. I just want to. I just want to mention the uh, the Agnes of Brunel because we talked about. We showed the article. You know, we passed around the picture here, and we're talking about. Oh, this is a cool picture, and we said we'll show it on the video. But this is also going to be an audio podcast, so I wanted to be able to uh, tell a link to anybody who's listening to this where they can go s see it for themselves. So the link that they need to look up is what. Even then, if they want to, and if if you just want to listen, you can type in. Um, and I don't know if this is an iPhone thing, but it's window dot b r e n a u dot e d u. Yeah, that's the right site because they have a magazine called the Bernal Window. Well, I don't know okay. if it's a link to the to the article. Oh, and I'm about oh, to type oh. in the article. Like, Could you give search them, like for Agnes? I'm, I, well, not even that. I was about to say if you just want to Google the Ghostess with the mostest. That should bring up on Google because that's like the <laughs> that's like jazz the, hands. <laughs> jazz <laughs> hands for the people who can't see. I love that title is awesome. I love it's like, it. Tap, tap that's what I love about audio. It's like can't see. nobody can see that you're doing jazz hands. <laughs> no, but uh, it's called a uh, the the ghostest with the mostest. And if you were to Google that, I'm a million percent sure that it would pull up the window up or not. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's just it. food for thought. Speaking of jazz hands, you know what's not popular? Jazz hands. Jazz hands at church. Oh, man. Oh. Was blind, but now I see. <laughs> but they do it in well. the audience at church, though. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just somebody going. Touchdown. That's my favorite. Touchdown. Okay. okay well, I don't know why I went there, but it did. Yeah, jazz hands, <laughs> jazz hands There's are a lot of things inappropriate in church. Why. There's a lot of things jazz hands aren't appropriate in. If you think about it, just, I'm not going to name anything because I could go. But. Please do. <laughs> 
<laughs> Funerals. That's not appropriate. Yeah. yeah. It's on top. That's why, that's why these ghosts show up. Somebody did jazz hands at their funeral. So like, you did jazz hands at my funeral. I'm still mad about it. Okay. How do you, how do you like it? I want to haunt a theater, so please do jazz hands at my funeral. <laughs> Every time uh, I see you on the street, I'm like, Michael, Michael. <laughs> the people are going to think you're insane. They're like, whoa, what's that guy doing? Like, I, don't, I don't know. It looks like he's going to jazz hands. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's that actually was, a good segue for my next one. That was a right. talking about insane because this one's it. cool. Man. This is at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival in Ashland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just Shakespeare Festival. It's kind of like Shakespeare's Tavern in Atlanta. They just do Shakespearean shows and uh, there's a lot of ghosts in Macbeth and then Hamlet and then, you know, Puck. She's not really a ghost, but she's a spirit and what? Are you trying to make your microphone do that thing? No. <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Am I, am I stealing one from no. you? No. Well, if I am, please tell me. I, I won't. No, you're not. You're okay. not. Okay. <laughs> this is the jazz hands. Uh, anyway. When in doubt, just. It was a saying that, um, Home in the Oregon Shakespeare Festival uh, offers a mix of indoor and outdoor theater spaces, and the ghost of a young girl murdered in the 19th century is said to walk the grounds of the park. And then it says that there's visitor eyewitness accounts, and they have told local police that the girl is surrounded by a mysterious blue light that enshrouds onlookers and drives them into hysterical fright. Whoa. And this is an... Oregon Shakespeare Festival, Ashland, Oregon. That's nuts. So I would like to actually do more research on that because I want to see if there's a picture of that. That'd be cool. I doubt it, it, but that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Type in Oregon Shakespeare Festival ghost. Because of today, with everybody taking, you know, pictures on their phone and selfie with a ghost in the back. What's that behind me? You know, photo bomb from the ghost. But yeah, like the whenever I read that, the blue light, and then it said hysterical fright. I can only imagine like. Wow. How many people actually go there and be like, oh, this is a piece of blue light and a person. I'm sure they actually. Like you won't English. believe what I saw that When you get scared, English goes out the window. <laughs> it's like when you walk through a spider web, you all of a sudden know karate. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes. I've done that a million times. Well, I can't oh, find God. it. Now, there's a lot of really cool photos, but none of them fit the, fit the building. I'll Photoshop there. something. Yeah, Photoshop <laughs> something. Put on the website, yo, this is what it looks like, quote unquote. <laughs> Anyway, artists. Mm. Tony, you, you, you did the face. I need to know. I need to know what yours was. You made me feel bad. Big, no, you don't. You don't need to feel bad. You stole her idea. You said they word that you're not supposed to say in the theater. I was. I was quoting. But you're only I supposed was quoting, to not say that. No, during I was quoting. Show, right? No, it's it during. It's only acceptable during the show. Inside I thought if I was. The I thought if I was reading yeah. the name of the Uh-oh. play, I was allowed to do that. <laughs> Whoops. Man, I bet you that show had horrible performances. <laughs> well, look. That's going to do this. But that's a, you gave me a good segue, though, because I wanted to follow up on some of the um, curse curse carrying out of the McBee show. Scottish play. I should have said that. The, I'm sorry. Uh, should, should he have to do the thing? Yeah. We should make him that. do it. Where's the salt? <laughs> no, my friend. Yeah, Tony, you're right. You you're go right. out the yeah, door, yeah. As long spin as around part three of the times, show, you know. spit on the ground, and then beg to be let back in. Yeah. And I've got salt in my pocket. Yeah, let's do it. Go do it. We Amanda, won't be able will to you see mute it. him, please? No. Don't, don't run away. Don't, don't run away. You don't mute him. You don't have to mute him. Going outside? Did, did you turn my... I just turned my mic off. Okay. Why would you want to do that, though? Won't you want to hear him begging to be let back in? Well, I do, but I'm scared something might happen with the outside. Gutter, how could you say the M word? I don't think that quick. Okay. 
Yeah. Gunner, I cannot believe you said the M word. Come on, man. Isn't that right? You turn around three times. I got it on Google. Hold on. Let let curse and then beg to be be- let back in. Yeah, you have to curse. Cleansing ritual. I'll just have to bleep you out. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> the rituals are supposed to... Uh, spinning <laughs> We're going to hear what he says in here. Spinning thrice, spinning over one's left shoulder, swearing, or reciting a line from another Shakespeare play. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Well, I'm so happy yeah. we're, my, we're, we're muting him. <laughs> we're not muting him. Oh, huh? Spin around three times. Spin thrice. Spit over your left shoulder. And, and swear. And then beg to be pun. No, and then swear or recite a line from Shakespeare. Coice. Coice. Curse. You're supposed to say a, a worldly curse. Yeah. And then we'll say, okay. But he might say, okay. He is muted. Still- yeah, I want him to come back in. Isn't he muted? He is muted. <laughs> it's daylight outside. See, this is why we need a second camera. Amanda's got us covered. Oh, she's doing it with the, okay. With her phone. Awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> this is why. And now you should. Um. No. No, do it again. <laughs> we didn't. He- <laughs> okay, come on back. Come in. in. Only come because in. you look so pitiful out there. <laughs> Gunner, don't ever say uh, the M word. You know better. Jeez Louise. Zach Gerald will be so happy we did that. That was fun. Zach, you know, he's had to do that. Oh well. Thank yes, you. I would yes. love to. What? What? I, hypothetically, you're 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 unmuted. You're not muted. No, you're, I'm I'm back on. Yeah. Uh, he, we didn't turn him off. Oh really? I did. Uh, he just, I didn't even oh, did hear you your curse word. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, oh, well, she has she, she has, has you on there. I, 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 I said a curse. Well, I'm sure it's on there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She'll have the audio there. That's fine. Well, if he turned his <laughs> mic off, if he turned his mic off, then no, we she didn't. has it videoed on her phone. Oh yeah, I do. I, I'm really curious as to what it was. I want to see that video. It oh, it's going on the YouTube. Oh, it's going on the YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to cut it into this. Check the YouTube. <laughs> just just, just checking the mail, and the mailman said, "Hey, yo, check the YouTube." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll never make that mistake again. He had mentioned since since you mentioned uh, Zach, he had mentioned yeah. that actually, if you were to say Lord the in front of anything, thing, it makes you sound older. It's okay. You see, so the, the YouTube, I hope so. the Twitters, the Twitters. That was the cure. <laughs> sounds like probably. A, oh, I got the Twitters. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if that's how they sound. But I'm just assuming. Hey, what's this I'm guy sure, doing in the parking sure. lot? It's spitting over shoulders and stuff. All right. Well, well let me things. tell you some of the stuff that could have happened. Okay. If you didn't fix it. Could I have died? <clears throat> no, but some of these ter- well, <laughs> some of these people did. Uh, this is not necessarily the ghost, but this is because of people performing a show, and uh, the curse of the Scottish play is well-known. It's probably the most well-known superstition of theater folk anywhere. I hate to stop you. Okay. When we were going down just a second ago, was it you who said, I'm tempted to take that? Quote Hamlet. Quote Hamlet. Okay, it was Hamlet. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, this is Hamlet. I was about to make Evan go out and do it. No, (laughs) No, that would have been me again. (laughs) He's the one who said it. No, Gunnar said it. Okay, yeah, I know. I thought you said it also. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. My mom told me to never say the M word. Never hit the side your microphone's on. Oh, somebody punched me in the throat. I interrupted. Oh, that's fine. Okay. It's okay. It was was in in good faith. This is Hamlet. Okay. For those of you who are watching. Hello, Hamlet. Yeah, that's from Hamlet. We're going to have the crow from the Edgar Allan Poe. The raven. But I couldn't find it. 
I mean, yeah, the raven, the crow. <laughs> the crow! <laughs> the crow was the, uh, Hey, did you hear, did you read that? that there, the crow poem? Which was riddled with mystery. It was. It's like the crow didn't sound oh intimidating enough, so they named it the raven. I heard a, I heard a crow, crow in my chamber it's door. It's because it's, I've been working on scarecrows, and that's on my mind. All right, here we go. So, these are things that have happened in the past when people were performing the Scottish play, Okay. All it's, right. it's like Voldemort. It shall not be named. Exactly. <laughs> the the very first production of the play, uh, when Shakespeare was still alive, um, there are a bunch of different versions. Uh, some people say that the the person playing Lady McBee either fell yeah. ill <laughs> or... She actually died. I'm sorry. But I can so see like a bakery <laughs> called Lady McBee's. <laughs> Lady McBee's pies and cheese. <laughs> oh, Lord help. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no. That's what I call Kayla when she's being a bee. Uh, Gunner, I'm getting a, a text bee. message from the camera lady to uh, scooch Kayla. your chair closer to the table when no one is telling us. Okay. Well, that was oh, sorry. Oh. There we well, you can come around here, too. I can go Thanks, see No, you'll make me go outside and spit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> on the floor. Okay. Let's, let's let Tony get to so, what she's trying to say. Yeah. All right. In the first production, either she died or she fell so ill that Shakespeare himself had to go on in her place. So he had to play the lady in the show in the very first one. And the play wasn't produced again for another 50 years. So that started the whole thing. And for was those of you... Shakespeare dead the next time it was produced? I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't I figure out about that part. But for those of you who don't know, mm, 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 skip that. All right. So <laughs> I, I was going to go back, but it, it would take too much time. All right. So then the next time it was in the 1600s, the actor playing Macduff. Wait, wait, wait. The actor playing McBee. Wait a minute. I want to make sure I get this right. McBee. McBee. Yeah, McBee substituted. The fake dagger they were using on stage for a real one and accidentally murdered Macduff on stage in front of people. It was How was that an accident? accident? Well, he didn't know. It, oh, who it, switched it? The one that was playing B. Okay. The actor. Apparently, he really didn't like him in real life. But this happened in front of people that were watching. So I would say that was bad luck. He probably like so. he probably yeah because everyone yeah. in the audience was a witness to murder. Yeah, and your point. shoes look weird with your face. Well, you're not gonna like that actor who plays Macduff and then kill you. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> and then in the Lawrence Olivier production, lots of bad stuff happened. A uh, 25-pound stage weight fell inches from Sir Olivier. Um, his sword broke in one of the fight scenes, and part of it went flying off and hit an audience member who later had a heart attack. Um, two, uh, one was a director and one was an actress were, that were involved in the production were coming to a rehearsal or a show. I can't remember which one, one of the two. And they had a wreck on the way to the theater and were injured. And then the owner of the theater that was doing this production with Sir Olivier had a heart attack and died during rehearsal. So all of those happened during one production of wow. the show. Now normally, like, you know, like the first two could be overlooked as just, you know, happenstance and bad luck, but that one mm. kind of, you know. <laughs> Seals the deal. Yeah. 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 And then this is the freakiest one that I thought, I, that I found. Um, in an 1800s production, 
Oh, wait, wait. Make sure I'm not skipping. No, that's another one. In a modern production, I'm sorry, um, there was an actor who was playing the role of McBee, and he was performing a monologue. And during his monologue, he was supposed to take a few steps backwards, away from the audience. And when he did this, there was a trap door that was open, and he walked backwards and fell into the trap door. Fell. But everybody was freaking out in the wings, and, oh, what are we going to do? He popped right back up and continued on with what he was supposed to do, finished the show, it was fine. Later on, when they were hanging out after the show, some other cast members noticed that this guy that was playing the role was really quiet and just sitting there by himself and not acting like he normally does. And they said, is everything okay with you? I mean, is what's wrong? He said, you know, when I fell on stage, and they said, yeah. He said, well, somebody grabbed my leg and pulled me into that hole. And he was so freaked out because nobody was down there. So he jumped back up, continued with the show, and and finished it like he was supposed to, like a professional actor. But something or somebody had grabbed his leg and pulled him into that hole. Ain't no way. (laughs) (laughs) Someone grabbed my foot. I'd be like, understudy, get ready. (laughs) There be somebody down there. (laughs) Now, on on, on a a wardrobe, I'm going to need some new pants. (laughs) (laughs) Relevant, this really is. You mentioned in the first production of the Scottish play that Shakespeare Mm. had to go on. Can you imagine seeing that show with Shakespeare playing a character, because it's not going to be said better. No. Yeah. He, well, I mean, it's like, that's his You're going to hear it delivered exactly how it was meant to be delivered. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, I mean, if anyone knows the show better than anyone, it's him. Yeah. yeah. That, that's insane. Yeah, if someone grabbed my leg, I'd be out. Yeah. It's like, show has to go on. It's like, I no, I would have wanted myself. I would have wanted myself, deuced myself. I would have cried myself to sleep. Deuced. He probably cried himself. He probably cried in That's the car. N- I can't even imagine oh my what he felt. Oh. Will someone grab his leg? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, therefore, I am so glad that we made you do that, yeah. and I can't wait to see the video. Yes. Uh, sorry for my dirty language, but. It had to be it. done. I believe it. Had, yeah, to, be had to be done. I just I went to the first one that popped in my head. <laughs> Well, I do have one that actually, I mean, if you guys want to hear it, it did. Mm-hmm. I want to hear some It happened. Ones. Well, I mean, it happened here. Ooh. Oh. Like, I'm oh. being honest. Like, Ryan Ryan had uh, had, had talked about it, and um, uh, he uh, was excited. <laughs> she says she's fearless in this theater. Wait, you, I told her something. Okay. You know the story. I, I told okay her something right existed. Okay. You know the story. You know the story. It's about him and the catwalk. Um, it was way, it was actually probably when Miss Beth. It's okay, Amanda. We renovated the ghost out. I said Miss Beth. I was about I, to say, yeah, he said Miss Beth. Miss Beth. But um, you, yeah, you remember Miss Miss Beth. But yeah, it was whenever she was um, over, she was theater, theater director. And um, she, uh, Ryan was um, overseeing some, um, he was uh, locking up after a rehearsal. And we did a lot of stuff up in the catwalk where he had to lower the choir mics and stuff. I guess it was right at the end of a show. He was raising the choir mics. The theater is dark at this point. There's no one there. He knows he's the only one, let alone up there in the catwalk. Right. And he felt a balled up piece of paper hit him in the ear. Mm. Just kind of out of nowhere. And it's like, and the thing is, like, a, this cat won't. Up there. Okay. Over the stage. And Ryan's like, granted, now we have talked about it saying it's probably just a coincidence, but it's one that he has really no explanation for. Now, I've never seen any of this who has actually happened before, but he said 
when that happened, he looked around, kind of <laughs> shrugged it off, but then he started getting really cold, and then ran down and left. No! And, and that's... I'm so sorry, Tony. <laughs> no, the, the thing is, like, and Ryan doesn't just do ghost stories because he wants to. I mean, and Ryan's, he's about as superstitious as they can possibly get. But, um, no, he was, he had mentioned this, and I was like, whoa, freaky, and I was into it, you know, I was right. like, this is cool. I have, I don't know any truth to it that there is, but like I said, I call it a coincidence, but he's like, if it is, how can you explain it? And I'm like, I can't. Did he see the piece of paper, or did it just felt like? No, he, he had felt, and then he saw it roll off his, um, off his, like, whenever he felt it, he saw it next to him. And he looked around, like, well, obviously, either somebody below, which he could see, yeah. has incredible aim in the dark. Yeah, you can't do yeah. that. Or it came from behind him on the couch. And he was like, what in the world? And he's like, then the fact that he got cold, I'm like, it's just your Yeah, I was, I was about to explain away the paper, because there's a bunch <coughs> of crap people leave up there. It could have fallen yeah. down, hit you in the air, whatever. Well, but then you said the thing about cold, now I'm like, I mean, oh. At there, least, right? though... Maybe the ghost got if home. We've got a okay, spirit at unrest here. At least it likes to play things like, oh, don't favorite you, man. Yeah, it could be like, oh, you got and, something and on your shirt. It's not, oh. like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you hear these haunted oh, ghost stories. Hey. You hear these haunted ghost stories about this ghost who's like, I don't like that wallpaper. Rrr, rage. You know, or, this show is a dud. I'm going to walk around the fourth aisle. You know, stuff like that. It's you, you get stuff like that. But then that's why I'm saying it's not, I wouldn't consider it haunting. I, I, I really believe it's just a coincidence. A jokester ghost. Like, just a little jokester yeah. ghost. It's like every ghost is supposed to be scary. It's like, I want a joke. I want a ghost that just wants to play pranks. I want a ghost I that think, walks up yeah. to my face and jazz hands. <laughs> Now, that would actually be freaky, though. You're going down, and all of a sudden, something materializes going. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, during, during, the, like during an encore show, I think someone, if you know the director, would be like, oh, <laughs> the haunted jazz hands of the theater. But not all of the ghosts are scary, though. Some of them are even benevolent. I mean, they're they're nice. They try to help. That like, There's several stories that I found doing this that they, they save the actor from something hitting them. Like on the stage, or um, there's one in particular I remember. I think I might even know this one. Let's see if I noted this one. Yeah, at the Calumet Theater in Michigan. Awesome, good segue. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it just happened. Uh, there is a ghost there who is, is apparently very nice to the actors and people that work in the theater there. And this one girl was playing. Who was she playing? She was playing Kate in The Taming of the Shrew, another Shakespeare show. Um, and she has a long soliloquy, and she got out there and, and, and lived the dream, Michael. She forgot her lines. Oh, yeah. So she was supposed to be the only one speaking, and she forgot what she was supposed to say, and she was freaking out, and she said it was almost to the point where she was going to have to leave the stage. She didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I completely forgot what I was supposed to be feeling. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> And she said she looked up in the balcony where the spotlight was, and there appeared the ghost of a woman who had performed there previously in 1900, the year 1900. Kate was performing in 1958. And this woman started mouthing the words to what she was supposed to be saying. And she said that she thanked her, thanked the ghost for saving her on stage because she then, oh, oh yeah, yeah, and started going with it. Um, and this same ghost is supposed to, well, like I, I mentioned earlier, she's supposed to have saved somebody from walking out on stage by holding them back, yeah. hand on the shoulder, feeling to the person, and in the very next few seconds, a stage weight came crashing down right where they were going to stand. So not all the ghosts are scary or bad. They're helpful. 
Yeah. Couple ghosts. Casper. Well, now there's one in, and this is not one of the ones I have had listed, and I don't know all. I don't know. Can tell you what theater off the top of my head, but I know that there's one theater. A young boy was killed when an explosion happened when it was a movie theater. At the time, the they were just showing. I don't know. If, I think I want to say silent films or something like that, but. They, there was an explosion and a fire, and the, the boy, young boy, about nine years old, was killed. And since then, he's haunted the building, and now it's a playhouse. He's kind of like that. He's not, he's not evil or anything like that. doesn't make bad things happen. They say that he can be ornery. But what they started doing was, to pacify him, they would hang donuts from a string in the wings. In, in the wings. In the wings. They would just hang donuts from a string, and then there'd be nobody there. And when you came back, those donuts had, like, small human-sized bite marks and stuff what? out of them. And after a, <laughs> after a while, there was a theater manager who was really no-nonsense. This theater manager wouldn't allow, so he ordered them to take them down, and stuff started happening. Um, you don't take donuts from a nine-year-old boy. No. <laughs> so stuff started happening and, and until the actors and everybody started saying, no, we got to bring back the donuts. And so now they have... <laughs> <laughs> now, does he like fresh donuts, donuts? Does he like fresh donuts? Like, I like my donuts every day need to be new. I have no idea. I think it's before show, but they now I think they have a table where people will actually bring gifts to him, like toys and wow. treats and stuff like that. And they you, still You're going there. to love me, Michael. I did find the name of the theater. Did you? <laughs> yeah. uh, this one? This yeah. story? It's called the Chemo Theater in downtown Albuquerque, New Mexico. Absolutely. Yeah. It was built in 1926, Mexico. and the guy did blow up. Um, he was six years the old. The guy blew up. He was okay. six, six years old. Six years old. Okay. Even six worse. Old. Yeah. You don't take is, donuts um, from a six-year-old. see if I can get his name. Robert Darnell Jr., six-year-old who died from his uh, from the, the burns that he had. He yeah. actually didn't explode, but you know. The um but oh, yeah, so nail. like I was over there and what you should see what I Googled. <laughs> the thing is this is just for just for fun. You should see what I Googled. Young boy explosion ghost donuts. I was literally oh. everything you were saying. This Google. is that is an education on how to Google right there. <laughs> we actually there's an article on the Young boy later ghost on how donuts. to Google. Cool. But, yeah. That should be the name of the shop in town. That needs to be the name of this episode. <laughs> And that's where we'll pick up on the next episode, episode 12, part two of Theater Ghosts with me, Tony King, Gunnar Hartley, and Evan Hartley. Don't forget what we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, that Tony and I have a new show coming out. It's called Q1 Go, The Theater Show. And what's happened is I've decided to go ahead and split up the Everything Arts podcast a little bit. This podcast will take care of all of the other stuff, any other things, but it just became so much content of specialized to theater that I decided it would be best to start an entirely new podcast because that way we can just focus on theater with that one. And Tony agreed to be my co-host. So she's not just going to be a guest host. She's going to be my co-host for Q1 Go, the theater show. So be looking for that. It's not launched yet, but it will be very soon. And I want you to listen to it. I want you to subscribe to it. I want you to tell your friends about it, especially if they're artsy-fartsy people like we are and uh, theater people. So just tell them about it, share it, and all that. But it's not available yet, but it's about to be, so be looking out for it. Right now, for uh, Tony King, Gunnar Hartley, Evan Hartley, and myself, Michael Blackston, thank you for listening to the Everything Arts Podcast. We're glad you joined us, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 